How are you feeling? We're a couple days out from getting on the road again. Yeah. So when this comes out, you have already done some shows. Your Denver shows. Yeah. Some right. shows. I'm uh, feeling extra calm and relaxed, which is so typical. I'm like, is this a trauma response? Like, should I? Because everyone I'm talking to is like, holy shit, you're going on tour. Like, can you believe it? And I'm like, whoa, y'all are real hype about this. For me, touring is just like a zen. I always say, like, Nick, every time we go out, it needs to be like a spa treatment. Yeah. I have to be completely in my energetic um, groundedness the whole time. And this requires, yeah, focus and discipline. And I can't be out partying like I did back in the Carmen days. Yeah, I'm not not teen anymore. I'm not a teenager. I'm... 22. <laughs> We're now 24, yep. so we can't do those things. Yeah, in general, you can't do those things. It does catch up with you really fast. I've been talking to a bunch of people that have, like, as soon as you hit your mid-30s, there's a reckoning physically for your... Uh, <laughs> a reckoning for your life? For your, for your vices. For your vitality. For your... Well, that maybe that too, but definitely your vices. Like your you no caffeine longer, intake, your booze. You no longer have a hall pass. No longer have a hall pass for your kidney. In your 20s, man, it, life is more forgiving. Yeah. Physicality. Yeah. I, well, you're more... You're stretchier. You I think I mean? by design, that's really smart. I'm glad that God and the universe and Gus made it that way because, bitch, what? Well, I didn't know anything. It would be fun to do the other way. You know, imagine like by the time you like... You're in your 60s. You well, feel you like would you're be 22. Dead. <laughs> you would be dead. <laughs> yeah, but what if it was, what would it, let's Benjamin Button it. What would it feel like then? So when you are first born yeah, and you have this like super old, oh, wild. Yeah, that would be an interesting Yeah, and you'd just experience. be shitting yourself and pissing yourself. Well, you are anyway. Oh, right. But you're... <laughs> It's a, it's a spectrum, people. You meet, you know, it's a, at the very end, either way, you're just busy and shitting yourself. Man, we've been talking about this a lot because a lot of our grandparents and stuff are getting older and it's just really, it's hard to watch like the physical decline of someone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a beautiful book that my mom told me about called Being Mortal. And it, it really just like kind of breaks it, breaks it out to you because we also don't talk about this in society or in edu- our education systems, it's like, you're sure, you're born and you're shitting yourself and pissing yourself and you're in diapers and thank God is there's someone to take care of you. But as you get older, you kind of need the same services. Way older. Yeah, way older. I mean, we're talking like 80s and 90s usually. Yeah. But it's, uh, but yeah, it's tough and it's, it's, a, it's the ultimate surrender, right, is dying. The ultimate surrender is to leave your body. And apparently you do have control of this. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. That's what all these books are saying. So that's a yeah. that's been an interesting it's been an interesting beginning of the year, hasn't it? Has it <clears throat> felt like that to you? Yeah. I don't really know yeah. Time is less of a uh wow. My it's brain less just heavy? went a lot of different places. It's time is less know, heavy it's, now? It's, yeah, it's like heavier in some ways and less heavy in a lot of ways. It's like it it's kinda it feels almost meaningless now because it's just so I don't. I don't know. It's like everything is. Everything is becoming like. It's, I. I think of more like. I guess societal. Like everything is buckshot. Yeah. There's no more like this. Like everybody's watching the same thing. I mean, there's degrees of it, but for the most part, it's like you watch what you watch on your algorithm, 
and it that's what it's going to give you. It's, it's going to give you more of that, and we're all in that now. Yeah. And I think we're now also getting exhausted of the, you know, we're learning how to use it now. True. So we're like, okay, well, I can't just always be doing this or doing that because it's actually watching terrible this for makes me. me feel like shit. Yeah, watching yeah. this makes me feel like shit. And then it makes me manifest more shit because I genuinely feel like shit. And then I'm a farmer with all that shit. A shit farmer. Shit is a good. It's a great shit fertilizer. Shit is the best okay. fertilizer. That's the motto that you can live by. Is, wasn't that um? What's his face's quote? I think it was Pat Pattison, my Pat Patterson. lyric writing teacher from Shout Berkeley. Out, Pat. Yeah, College of Music went to. Those of you that don't know, me and Nick went to music school in Boston, and I had this lyric writing teacher called Pat Pattison, which is like, what better name for a teacher of writing? Alliteration. Alliteration in your name, dude. Um, but I, he, was a, I was a singer. You were a singer? Nick was a singer. We've been really, we've been really enjoying Nick's singing voice around the house lately, because I oh, realized- <laughs> I can't do it now. That's exactly what it sounds like. He, well, it's usually like Disney songs. You've been hiding it's it- It's either Disney songs for or years. Nirvana. But you know how somebody just has like a voice and it's their authentic voice and you can put on other voices and pretend. Hmm. And I feel like your voice is like a choir boy from like the 1800s. Thank you. It's beautiful. I've, I've already outsourced Nick's vocals for some of the new music that we're working on. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's all, she's, she's getting on there. You're gonna sounds, have to, you're gonna have to. It sounds so good. It's good, not gonna be cheap. You know? But we'll talk about it. Okay, we're gonna have to we'll negotiate. We'll discuss rates. Okay. I mean, everybody's up in their rates these days, baby. It's inflation. Come on. Even though it's not really, it's just a bunch of corporations doing it anyway. Yeah. But, you know, what are we going to do? If you can't beat them, join them. Is that what they say? Yeah, but we're going to we'll, we're gonna beat them. <sighs> we're going to beat them we're at some point. Them. At some point, we're going to beat them. So, or it's uh, less about beating. Allowing and flowing and it's going to just, we're going to be all right. Speaking of allowing and flowing, I'm reading Conversations with God, which is the book that Jedi Nick dropped on us two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I guess I need to read it. And I'm a physical book reader. So instead of like continuing to kill more trees, I always buy used copies if they're available on Amazon. So I got this particular book for like $4. And you, it's also like the shipping is whenever they feel like sending it. So it's not really like convenient. So I, I love that the universe kind of plops it into my physical experience whenever it shows up. So I get this book on a day last week when I was sort of struggling. Um, I was coming off of like a vacation week where I was just hanging out with my family. And it's interesting, like when you hang out with your family, tell me if y'all agree with this, you observe yourself sort of reverting back to your old ways of thinking, or it just makes it more obvious how things were when you were raised as opposed to how you're living your life now. Like if you've done this, some of the woo-woo spiritual work on yourself, you really notice like, wow, I really used to be afraid of this and I used to think this way about this, but now it's such a different experience. So kind of coming out of that was a lurch for me. It was like, oh shit. And at the same time, you develop this new level of compassion and understanding for your family. Cause you're like, damn, they really did their best. And they're out here doing their best and they're progressing too, maybe not at the same rate or the same style that you're progressing. Um, but it was beautiful and it was just, it's always just such an epic lurch coming back after a week like that. And so the Conversations with God book, of course, arrives the last day and I'm like reading the first chapter and my mind is already blown. I haven't even got past the first chapter. Like I'm still sitting there. 
enjoying it. What happens in the first chapter? In the first chapter, he just talks about the meaning of life. Oh, yeah. And it just, wow, y'all, if, you, if, you, this, if yeah, you're into this a, kind of books, like, it's a great book. No, it is a good book, and it's not a new one. It's been, a, it's been around for a while. But it is really interesting because a lot of the things that uh, it's very, you know, so he, what, if you guys don't know, he's, he's frustrated that the author is frustrated with his life where it's at. He doesn't have, uh, feel like all his relationships have gone to shit. He doesn't have any money, whatever. He feels like he's not living on, you know, in alignment, whatever you want to call it, on his purpose. So he starts journaling, you know, like asking, like, his hey, frustrations. his frustrations. And then he's receiving this channeling back that's also just like writing the resp- an- the answers the responses back yeah they're just coming to him yeah. like directly from god or whatever he calls god which you'll find out in the book is just much more expansive and insane than we could even imagine and it's so funny that we've assigned god like this human these human characteristics it's so right. he makes it sound so ridiculous and it just really clarifies so much especially when you have a religious upbringing it's like yo we need to we need to flip this shit well, that was the, the big, so one of the things, there's uh, there's a lot of things, but one of the big takeaways is that he, you know, in the channeling, whatever, God says that this is not a school. Right. This is not a school. That this was is, shocking to me because we're always just, like earth school, earth school. Right, but it depends on what your, what your line, of, line, of, line on it is because also you, you they're like, it's, it's, you're here to experience. Yeah. You're here to just, to just experience, to, to have all, to yeah. remember. And I was like, yo, remember what, bitch? Well, that's the thing. If you, if it was truly just here to experience, then you probably wouldn't have any amnesic. Experience is God's number one way to communicate to us. And we're supposed to remember that we are God. What? So you're sent here blind to figure out exactly. You're sent here blind because the only, way, the, way. the only way to truly observe yourself is to experience. And this is apparently what how God kind of started all this shit in the first place. Because they were like, yo, I need to like split myself off into two so I can observe myself. I can't even appreciate how epic I am without there being two entities. And so y'all just check out the book if you're interested. This has nothing to do with our topic, Nick. We're not supposed to elaborate on this this week. Welcome back, ladies and gents. This is your favorite podcast, your safe space for self-discovery and bad bitchery. I'm Queen Herbie. This is Jedi Nick. This is Herbie House. Herbie House. Make sure to join the Patreon for bonus content like my aura cleanses, which are lit, and book lists and meditations. And we have this Discord community where you can you can talk about witchy shit like the stuff we like to talk about. And a lot of these topics we end up talking about on the podcast from the Discord. So it's it's great. It's our little VIP group. That's patreon.com slash Herbie House. Or you can just go to Herbie.house, which is a cute little sick website. Find out what house you're in. Oh, shit. We have this quiz. That. Okay, we've had over 15,000 people. Is it really? Take the Herbie <laughs> wow. House quiz. That's pretty cool. And this is like my my Harry Potter fantasy moment. So y'all need to go and check it out. It's I've invented four houses for us, and the founder stories are coming soon. I'm working on the entire backstory. It's a whole storyline that's going to be revealed to you at, over the next, I would say the next twelve months, because we're going to incorporate a lot of it into the tour. Shit, next eighteen months. Yeah, it's you know happening, what I'm y'all. I'm so excited. Um, but today's topic is transmuting anger 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 we've all it was one of my best performing aura cleanses and i feel like it's something that has just come to a head almost like a pimple in society 
there's so much of this bubbling to the surface and the zit is ready to pop. And I just want to be here for y'all with an episode that we researched deeply and we can talk about this. The goal is that by the end of this episode, you will know exactly how to manage your anger and transmute it into something that's useful and just live a healthier existence in a world where we're triggered constantly. Yeah. And be able to catch it. Be able to observe yourself when you are starting to get angry before you're all the way completely in it and you're just like... We're literally going to treat it... In the canoe fucking... Oh, shit. I'm in the anger canoe. I'm in the anger river. <laughs> we're going ca- to treat this sh- like a I, game. It's a shit river of fuckery. A shit river of fuckery. We're going to teach you how to gamify your anger because I, after doing this research all, I was like, okay... This is one of the most challenging things to overcome or to to feel like, and I hate the word control because, babe, it's not about control because what you're going to hear is that everybody suppresses it anger. So if you control it, you push it down, right? The Latin word, the Latin root of the word suppress is to push down. It's going to turn into disease. It's going to turn into ill health. It's going to turn into outbursts that make you feel guilty later. So it's like, we're going to gamify this because Jedi and I have had many discussions about this. And, and you have male, you have masculine anger that you've been teaching me about. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh-uh. There he is suppressing it. Nope. <laughs> um, and I think that perspective is super important because as we've seen in our society, most of the anger expression is, ha- is coming from men. Women are not allowed. Women are only allowed to be sad and cry. Being yeah, that's angry what you is said. not yeah. allowed. You're so like, it's like this imbalance, right? Yeah. What I experience in anger, you experience in sadness. Yeah. what you've said. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let's start with a really cute quote from Teek Not, Teek Not Han. Am I saying this right? I'm so bad at pronouncing this. Wait. You're better than I am. Uh, Teek Not Han. Um, when we get angry, we suffer. I think that's, that's valid. If you really understand that, you also will be able to understand that when the other person is angry, it means that she is suffering. When someone insults you or behaves violently towards you, you have to be intelligent enough to see that the person suffers from his own violence and anger. But we tend to forget when we see that our suffering and anger are no different from their suffering and anger, we'll behave more compassionately. End quote. Wow, that was a long quote. But it's really, I feel like he kind of gets it because what Jedi and I have determined is that it's compassionate observation. We need to create this little game, this fun little game where you siphon that shit off and you start watching yourself and you say, oh, bitch, this is the anger. This is the anger canoe coming in hot on a rapid river. And you have to just it's a game because it's kind of you have to be pretty athletic about it. You have to be quick and you have to be willing to detach yourself from it because it can also be fun. It can be fun to, to experience. To be angry. Yes. Or to get lost in the canoe. Yes. It's such an ego payoff. You know, you, oh, yeah. You try to prove someone right or you, you know, all that shit. It can be, it can be enjoyable. Yeah. Even though you don't want to admit it sometimes. But part of the anger is it's a rush. But everybody always feels like shit after it. I think it's a Benjamin Franklin quote. Everything that begins in anger ends in shame. You know what I mean? So that's not useful. Um, So if you want to win the game, (laughs) you have to be able to separate yourself from yourself and watch with compassion, though. Because remember, this is not just you, bitch. Like, everybody feels this way. Everybody has to master this. As a society, 
the zit of anger is ready to pop. And if we can get this, it's going to heal and we're going to have beautiful, clear skin forever. But this is a big, this is a huge task. It is. Okay. So compassionate observation. That's literally the theme of this whole episode. Um, Even when someone else is the, the cause of your anger, it helps to remember that it's actually not really him or her. It's their suffering that's at the root of these hurtful actions. Yes, they are responsible for what they do, but it helps to remember that it's human to sometimes act out when you're hurting. Right. And so that when I was reading this, I was like, well, that's letting people off the hook. If somebody's really having an outburst of anger at me, like I still want to blame them. It almost creates more anger, more zits, right? It's more canoes (laughs) just going down the river. But to blame another person for how you respond is to give them power over you. So that's the new, that's the second part of the game. The first part is being able to observe what's happening and have compassion for all parties involved. And then to be able to say, okay, I'm not going to turn my power over to them by getting into the anger canoe with them, right? Because it's reactionary. So don't give them power over you. Normalize letting things go and transmuting anger energy. So that's what this whole episode is about. I feel like by the end of this, we will have dissected all of it. And feel free to share this with anybody in your life who struggles with anger because both Queen and Jedi are saying we are, we have been in the anger canoe and will be again sometimes and will be. Thank you. See already the pressure's off. The pressure's off. You're not always going to win the game. It's not about winning. You're not going to be perfect. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's It's just about getting more clever. Just fucking observe it. Just be able to acknowledge that you are, that you are angry. And it's such a, again, okay, not to always talk about Hawkins, but we're going to talk about Hawkins. We love David, David Hawkins in this Deb, house. David. David. Hello, David. David Hawkins. Uh, he talks the whole anger um, chapter or a bunch of the books he's talking about, what you experience in the vibration of anger. And it's, it's so powerful. And there is so much energy in it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. There's so much energy. So it, a lot can be done there okay so it's not again it's not like all bad and all this stuff he would he would say it doesn't have an integrity it's not an energy that has an integrity it's not something that you can really it's not going to form long-term solutions from mm. do you know what i mean you like you might be like some here and there you might be able to write you know the a really good fuck you song about your ex Right. You might be able to do, but it's not going to really get you to where it's not going to get you to peace. Right. Which it's I not think going is... to get you to courage to allow the healing to whatever and for any of these things. Yeah. But there is a lot of energy in it. And if again, if you're coming from like apathy or something like it's even shame, anger can be a step forward up. Yes, absolutely. Well, the Webster's Dictionary says that anger is a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure or hostility. I was like, okay, a strong feeling. It's an, it's an emotion. Yeah. It's an emotion. And an, a, a phrase I've been hearing a lot lately is like, I'm emotionally dysregulated. Have you heard about this? I, I have it's not. like regulation or the, the ability. This is, I think, what the, <laughs> this is a complicated name for the canoe game that we're talking about. Mm. They should just say, I'm, we should probably I'm get in a the better, canoe. We should probably get, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good analogy. And I'm emotionally dysregulated. I just said it offhand. We can't do the whole episode based off the shit canoe. It's, it's his shit canoe now? Well, it's a shit river. Oh, it's a river of shit? It's a shit river of fuckery. (laughs) I don't know. This is just too much. 
But being emotionally dysregulated, like what does that mean? You know, because I see it a lot and I hear a lot of like the therapeutic uh, industry talk about this. And I'm like, oh, this is useful because we're giving, giving something a title is really helpful. But then it's like, how do you get out of the canoe? It's that moment where you notice it and you're playing the game and you're able to, to observe it, I think, with compassion. Yeah. And then that gives your body and your nervous system a chance to regulate, which allows you to then use this emotion properly. Because if you have anger, like Jedi said, it's, it is a useful and energetic. It has a lot of energy. Anger is energy and information. It's both. It's your body communicating to you, hey, bitch, something is going on. We need to make a little change. Right? Yeah. That's, that's very useful. I think the old way of dealing with it was to ignore it and suppress it. Um, and remember when it's kept down, when it's unconscious like that, it feels... It'll find a way out. It feels explosive. It's like yeah. hot and uncomfortable. And like, so that is... Next time, here's part of the game. When you feel hot and uncomfortable, that is that emotion. Usually it's anger. It's also like fear. There's other ones that can get pushed down in the same, in the same bucket. But that's just a sign that you've been holding it down. And this is the energy that you need, babe, to make a change. If you're able to, like, again, siphon it off and observe it as you're popping the zit, you know, yeah, so that it can heal properly. A big thing for me is just observing your, so, you know, going inside, always going inside. And I, trust me, I still happens to me all the time. But with social media and with uh, constant, constant, constant stimulation that we have now, it's so easy to live externally. And when you slow down and then go inward, you're very clear. Everything is, becomes very clear as far as like your body and how you feel and your energy levels and all this stuff. And, and it's heart rate for me. Like as soon as I start to notice the heart rate accelerating and all this stuff, it's like, but when you're angry, it just it just it just goes. You don't even know. You don't even notice it. The movie, the 5D movie that you're in is is way too all-encompassing. You just kind of like get taken away in it, get swept up. 3D movie. Uh, it's 5D. Are you in 5D? Uh, are you in 3D? <laughs> <laughs> Would it be? Well, because no, how many senses do we have? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've, we could do a whole podcast episode on There's... 3D, 4D, and 5D. Okay, well, yeah. What, it's well, very confusing. But... Are they? Well, what's, I mean, because I mean like five senses. Yeah, but I mean as far as all your senses Oh, no, they're not based on the with. senses at all. Uh, oh. Like... <laughs> okay, well, that's, that is very helpful. And so you know now that this is a game of being in a canoe on a shit river, but you have the power to do this. And the truth is if you help yourself by learning this game and, and learning how to transmute and release and let go of that anger, you actually help everyone else around you too. Yeah. So we need you, we need you in your power, we need your art. So that's one of the first outlets for that anger once, you, once you're able to observe and redirect it, you know, rather than blowing up at somebody and, and pulling them into the shit canoe. You could, like yeah. Jedi said, write a song, um, paint, you know, make something. One of the most useful things is journaling. If you have trouble with that first step of siphoning yourself off and observing your anger from a separate point of view, journaling is so helpful because it physically puts it in front of you. Like you can be saying all this horrible shit and be like, oh, I'm looking at this on a page. This isn't me. 
this is not me. So, so writing it down is super helpful. Again, something boys don't want to do ever. I don't know how to write. <laughs> how many boys have a journal? Zero. I still write in cursive. Shout out if the boys listening to this have a journal. We love you. Congratulations on finding out today that you're gay. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> I have a journal, okay? Yeah, true. Je I mean, if you're if you're a boy, because, man, you're just cursed in society to be a boy because you're not allowed to transmit your anger. No. But if you have a journal, you're already doing so much work on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be all right. We're going to be legit. all right. So I also watched a cute video um, of somebody who is also in the Thich Nhat Hanh, um, whatever sector of spirituality that is and she uh she talks about radical compassion right so we're observing with lots of compassion she's saying like i want you to be so ridiculously compassionate with your anger that you're like she's talking about she did this whole uh meditation on feeding the demon i was like bitch what she's saying to literally face the demon of anger within yourself and just give it everything it wants love, attention, da, da. I was like, whoa. So we'll include a link to that because I thought it was pretty fascinating. If any of you are struggling with anger the way that I have been lately, this is a really, she's really good at what she does and this meditation was really fun. It's like at one point you're literally standing up out of your chair with your eyes closed and pretending that you're the demon and you're like speaking to it. It's so interesting. Mm. There's just, there's a million ways to work on this now. So we have no excuse anymore. You know, it's time. It's time. I think it's the only way forward for us to, um, you know, as humans, because now we're all so interconnected too. We're so interwoven with each other. It's just one little click and we're talking with someone halfway around the world, you know? Yeah. And even though uh, we talk about the benefits of transmuting anger to like stop the violence in the world and the wars, literally, if there was no anger, there would be no war. But I'm also talking about your personal experience. Like if we want to just be selfish, anger, suppressed anger, well, they call it the anger iceberg. It's other emotions that lurk with anger, like embarrassment, loneliness, depression, and fear. Mm -hmm. But keep continuing to like push those down causes, they, they've proven this, by the way, this is not just hearsay, heart disease, stroke, high blood pressure, digestive problems, headaches, skin disorders. Yeah. Um, kind of like a cynical personality and passive aggressiveness. So all of these things are caused by anger. Is it though? Is it? It is. <laughs> According to research. Passive aggressive? No, that, that makes total sense. That so, makes total sense. So that's the flip. That's the flip that we want to do today is motivate you to make these changes and identify. That, that's, what, that's what anger is. It's like we said, energy and information. It's like saying, hey, Let's like find a solution. Whatever this is happening in here, let's fix it. And it gives you the energy you need to do that. Eckhart Tolle, you are not your emotions. You are not your thoughts. And the only way you're is gonna to have, become the observer. That's the only yes, way. You're going to have more emotions and more thoughts in a minute, two minutes, five, 10 seconds. You are not all of them. They are just coming through and they're, you're, you're experiencing them. So you don't have to act, even though it feels like you have to. And there's a lot of things, too, people it's like, well, um, so the, uh, she talks about it really well in the, um, um, oh, shit, what's Byron Katie book? That one's big. Yeah, the, the um, Loving we'll, What we'll, Is. We'll put Are a link to there? this one, too. Yeah, Loving What Is. I've talked about this a few times, but she literally is, is she gives you a whole 
breakdown of a, a worksheet for you to fill out pretty much. And yeah. one of the people, the, the rest of the book, she gives examples of people doing or her doing the worksheet with them. And uh, there was this activist woman who was like, well, if I'm not angry, nothing's going to nothing's going to happen. Oh, yeah. It's big in the activist community. And she's right, because it stems from, you know, the, the anger that you are you're ex- the, that you're experiencing. I mean, an so, activist could even look at their anger as a talent. Well, so she's if but like if any talent needs to be harnessed properly. Sure. But if you sit with anger long enough, it's going to kill you. Really? It's going to kill you. You're not doing anybody anything, any good with just always constantly being angry. Yeah. It's, you're, you're, all you're going to do is just kill yourself. Yeah. Well, like we said, all those all physical this, symptoms. That's what I mean. It's, it doesn't do anything. It, it, it doesn't do anything po- eventually. Yeah. It doesn't do anything positive. And so it's hard goal, to understand because that, uh, just that thought makes you like, no, you want to resist it. And you want to like, no, play it out, man. Play it out. But... There is so so it's like it doesn't mean to not take action. It means that if you do take action, make sure you can you sit down mm. and clear yourself of the anger first. Yeah. And then be able to do whatever action you want to do. And that activism is the most powerful. Yeah. Because then whoever you're confronting about something, right? So so like they there I was reading my notes. It's like anger helps you identify what's important to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. If it's causing you this level of emotion, now you're able to make it conscious like, oh, it's important to me that Black Lives Matter. It's important to me that, you know, gun, gun control, like anything that you're passionate about or that you feel that anger about, you can't come to the opposing side with anger because it's just going to pull them in the shit canoe. I know. And it's hard. Trust me, it's really hard. It really is. No, but this it's, is- it's, also in, it, it's also incredibly simple. It is. It's also the easiest thing. What did we say? Thing. Compassionate observation. That's it. It's really, we need a better, it got to come up with a cuter tagline. CO. You know what we should do? C-O. We should write, an, isn't an anagram when you have the letter means something for everyone? Right. We should write one for anger. Okay. So like always, never, <laughs> grab. Emotional. Emotional. Repression. Well, we're not, that's not. We're we'll going to hire we'll a team to get started, okay? We'll, we'll write it. Um, okay, so another thing I wrote in my notes was, if anger motivates you to make changes in your life and identify what's important to you, let's get to know her. So now it's become a self-discovery issue. To me, if you're experiencing anger, babe, that, that's what this entire podcast is about. That's what Herbie House is about. We're here to discover ourselves. The Conversations with God book is like, you're not here to necessarily discover yourself in life. You're here to create yourself. So experience it. Doing this work with your anger is a form of creativity. Yeah. Which is art. And like we always say, we need your art. Okay. If anger is an epidemic, it's our responsibility to use it productively. And and this is not something we're taught in school. So there's no judgment here. Yeah. Of course we fucked up. Nobody ever told us about this. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh in fact they were all suppressing it. This is a no judgment zone. It's not your fault. Okay. So I feel like we need to take a little breath. Let's take take a little breath together. Breathing in and release. I mean, that alone just made me feel better already. So if something as simple as breathing can change your energy, this, this work is a piece of cake and it just forces us to really care for ourselves. 
self-care. Yeah. It's all the shit we talk about. Oh, we're going to get tired of talking about this stuff. Yeah. We got to find fun ways to talk about this over and over until we get everybody on board. Yeah. All right. Um, introspection. Introspection was a big topic as I was doing my research. Of course, this is another word for compassionate observation. And you were saying everything's inside. So, Jedi, give us an example of now when you get angry, right? In the past, you probably got angry and just got in the shit canoe and just rode for your life. You don't know that you're, you don't know that you're angry. You're just swept up in the, in the moment. You're and you just, don't know that you have a choice to get in the canoe or not? Yeah. And again, this happens usually when you're younger. It can happen to people when you're older too, obviously. But like as you grow up, you start to understand who you are. And when you're young, I feel like it's it's just a complete kind of like you're just <laughs> kind of like an unconscious <laughs> oh, running around like figuring shit out. Yeah. But so like, again, there's no um, don't judge it. Yeah. Don't judge yourself. Even if you still are trying this and you still get angry, like it's it's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. What was the question again? <laughs> How do you get not get in the shit canoe? How do you not get in the shit canoe? OK, so now what what I practice doing. Is. So it does, it starts from being still more than not mm. and being more inward more than not. Mm. Doesn't mean I'm constantly sitting on a mountain meditating like a monk. It just means I'm trying to be slower and more inward observing than outward. So do you close your eyes? Sometimes, yeah. But breathing, breathing is, a, is a huge slow everything down yeah your thoughts will betray you your thoughts will take you down this this whole incredible uh all of these scenarios all of these things that are are happening nowhere else except for in your brain they're not real but it can because you have those thoughts it stimulates the rest of your body and everything it's becomes... like the body doesn't know the difference it doesn't know the difference this is and this is the manifestation tool too like it doesn't know if you it doesn't know it, that you're not a millionaire, so just be one. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. So it's I, I'm I try to I try to slow everything down, and just like and just sit with it, breathe a lot. If there is like a really toxic thing going on, if it's like driving or whatever, like try to just like slow everything down, remove yourself from the situation. Mm -hmm. And um, are you giving yourself points? Like, is it a game for you now? How do you motivate yourself to not get in the. No, you know what it is? You don't. I don't want it anymore. You don't want it. So you feel like you just met your threshold of like blowing up at people? <laughs> Maybe. Do you just get to a point where you're so tired of being angry that you well, just can't do it anymore? You know what it is? And it's a slow burn. Okay. So, like with our, our major label experience, like with Carmen, like I just, I eventually noticed I was, I was angry a lot. Yeah. And that was kind of like I was learning that this is how people act and this is how things get done. This is how you're supposed to talk to people. Yeah. And the whole thing. And, and I started to I started to notice that. And it's not something that happens. It, it creeps up. You know, it's not like one day all of a sudden, it's like, all right, I'm going to be a piece of shit today. It, it just you slowly suppress gets it, there. And then the pimple gets really big. Well, yeah. And then, um, then it became to a point where it was like, well, I'm not an angry guy, though. Right. So it, be, it felt unnatural anytime i would slow down and kind of sit with myself it was like well this isn't this isn't who i am though right you know right. so um yeah and so then it, it just becomes like I, I don't want 
to experience that anymore. Right. Yeah, and you do have a choice. If you ever feel like shit, that's not your natural state. There's something, there's something that we can do. Like, yeah. I have a tincture for that. Hold on. You know, there's always a solution. So being curious and being courageous to like find, like I'm a, uh, probably, this is probably a problem, but I Google everything. I'm like, okay, why do I feel like this? You know, and I'll try to find a, a pathway. And this is what inspires a lot of these episodes and my aura cleanses is I'm like, okay, if I'm experiencing grief, that's got to be, some, you know, there's got to be an answer on Google. There's got to be some brilliant therapists and doctors. And I'm, I'm still reading these Alice Miller books about CPTSD, which is, you know, turns out almost everybody has this. I thought it was just me. I was like, oh, this is the root of like all depression and anxiety and everything. So there is an answer. If you feel stuck, you feel like this is overwhelming, you're doing great. We're, this is a heavy topic, and I feel really proud of us for make, having the courage to make an episode about anger. Yeah. Okay, so it's introspection. So let's go through the steps that I found on the internet because this is, this is what I do here. So the first step is awareness. We already talked about this. Observation, awareness, kind of one in the same. Um, you, you turn that, like Jedi was saying, like maybe close your eyes, maybe take slow, deep breaths and try to separate yourself from the canoe. Sef- you're not going, you don't need to go down the shit river if you don't want to. You're safe. Like, you know, if, if right now, like, a flash of light occurred in front of your face and started playing, like, Harry Potter movies, you'd be in Harry Potter. You wouldn't even be in, right? So you do have a choice to consciously remove yourself from this. Um, why am I angry? Okay, let's say somebody told you bad news, and instead of getting angry with them, you realize, you take a second to breathe, and you're like, oh, I'm just angry at the situation, which yeah. I don't have control over. I wonder if I can let this go. So that's kind of the process, right? Because instead of like being pissed, because sometimes I do this, I'll get, get mad at like customer service people. And I'm like, oh, I'm just upset because I can't control the situation. This is not their fault. Right, of course. And I feel, I feel like shit when I yell at a customer service person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's I, and that's why that quote is so powerful because it's like whatever starts in anger ends in shame. Every time. Like, I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. Okay. So number two, what can you change? So that's where you arrive after you're like, I'm not going to yell at the customer service person or your friend or your family member who just called you and told you something. You're going to say, what can you change? Okay. You start observing yourself and you're with compassion, bitch. You're like, oh, maybe my job is actually really toxic. And that's the reason I'm pissed. Okay. Maybe I have an unhealthy, I have an unhealthy relationship. Maybe my living situation is stressing me out. My roommate doesn't wash the dishes. Okay. You can use the energy of anger as a catalyst for change. Maybe if you don't have natural bouts of courage, the anger could be useful for you to say, actually, I need to leave this person. I can't be in this relationship anymore. I'm blowing up at customer service representatives. Mm -hmm. So that's useful. Yeah. It's painful, but we are here to support you and remind you that you're not alone in this journey. This is like... Something as a society, all 8 billion of us are trying to figure this out. Yeah. And even a big thing for me is physically, okay, dog shake. Yes. You know, something weird happens or they feel scared for a minute or, and they, you know, they kind of like it goes away for a second and then they shake it and then they're just keep, keep going. Yes. Being able to physically exert some kind of like energy transaction is really important for me. Try it. I got to run. I got to do something. Run, dance. 
dance. Like dance. I see a lot of people dance to my music on like Instagram reels and TikTok and stuff. And I'm like, holy shit, it's such a healing process. If you feel trapped or like you can't change something. You, and if you're terrible at dancing, do it even more. Even better. That's the, that's the good shit. Even better. So if you feel like, you know, what can you change? Like if you're in a toxic job, but I need the money. Okay. Dance, <laughs> you know, move the energy out because you don't deserve to sit with that toxicity. And perhaps moving that energy out will help you to find solutions that you didn't have before. Maybe you can realize something new. Um, use the anger for self-improvement. Like I said, this is now self-discovery. Like you're, you're turning into a detective where you're identifying your triggers. You're like, oh, it's not the customer service agent. It's my roommate that doesn't wash dishes. Um, take some deep breaths and get curious about why this is triggering you right? Or why every time somebody criticizes you, you get angry. It's like, what is it? What? Get curious about it. Mm -hmm. Curious George. Mm -hmm. um, this is very useful. Um, I also think it's helpful to, if you have a hard time getting compassion for yourself, because we still, I still have a lot of like hateful voices in my head sometimes like, oh, you're ugly. You're, uh. It helps to remember that little inner child that's in you. Like the little eight-year-old is a lot easier to have compassion for. Yeah. Because you, at one time, were a cute little eight-year-old that couldn't speak up and couldn't. And I think a lot of times, too, I, seeing your anger as like a. like A, a child. A little eight-year-old just freaking the fuck out. Oh, babe. And it's like, oh, well, okay. And then now it gives it, personifies it a little easier. Yes. And it's like, all right, well, hold on. I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to, you know, you don't <laughs> start screaming. That's not going to calm them down. You don't scream That's not, you're gonna, It's going to accelerate it. Yeah. It's going to keep, keep, it, keep it going. Just like, oh, okay, well, now it's like, um, let me sit down with it, slow down, and then, like, allow it to pass. Because it always will. It will always go. If you stop it feeding it, it will dissipate. Yes. Sometimes it takes a long time. Yes. And if you haven't made a seven-year-old picture of yourself, your phone background, and if you haven't tried my inner child meditation on the Patreon, those are two really cool hacks to like access that compassion for yourself, right? So if your adult self can't find compassion for your adult self, try to find your eight-year-old self because he or she <laughs> deserves that love yeah. that they didn't, that may not have gotten when they were actually that age. Um, it's also useful to find what you're suppressing. So as you start getting angry or like, oh shit, bitch, there might be something in your body that needs to get expressed or, or, or let out mm -hmm. that's going to cause disease if you don't deal with it. Okay. It's like, it's, it's just self care. We got to get selfish and compassionate both at the same time for this shit. Um, okay. I used to get angry when someone doubted me. And that anger was energy to motivate me mm -hmm. to accomplish something. Mm -hmm. It was weird. It's like now I'm realizing maybe it didn't need to be. <laughs> That's a little toxic still. But if you're at that stage, it's still energy. Mm -hmm. It's still useful and it motivates you to create change. Yeah. And know that it's not going to be a sustainable thing. Right. I, I was like, okay, well, sure. My family, it, my family is telling me, you know, you're not going to make it. The chances are they were, they were kind of right. But I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to go for it. Um, the anger drove me, but it did exhaust me. But it will exhaust you. So use that. A... If you need that as your ladder to get yeah. to the next stage, go, baby. Yeah, yeah. Go go for it. Um, the next thing is, uh, will it matter in a year? I like this one. This is cute. Um, 
I've never really found it super useful because. Well, how about a less amount of time? Will it matter in a week? Okay. Will it matter in three Five days? days. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess it does help you put a gauge or like measurement on it. Yeah. Of how how important is this really? But you still ha- don't want to shove it down. You still want to let it out. I love yeah. the example in the Pete Walker book, the uh, PTSD book I love so much on my book list. He says a woman kept a rubber tube and a phone book in her car, and she would just beat the shit out of the phone book. <laughs> you know, if you, if you don't want to go to the gym, if you don't want to uh, dance. Let's get a phone book. You know, if you just want to beat the shit out of a phone book with a rubber um, tube. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of fun to me. It was somebody else's. They were saying, like, dude, just beat the shit out of your pillow. Just punch the shit out of your oh, couch yeah. for five minutes straight. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to, A, realize how long five minutes is when you're doing physical activity. It's a activity. long time. You're, you're going to be, you're gonna be exhausted. And you'll be in a completely, it'll take five minutes, and you'll be in a completely different place by the time you're done. It's really great. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. Um, and then, of course, the last one on this list is creativity. We need your art. Okay, so today we covered all the, all the juicy topics about anger, how to transmute it into something useful. We've learned that anger is actually very useful. It's, it's a tool. We don't need to look at it as like a negative thing. It's energy and information to help us make a change or to get to a badder bitch version of ourselves at all times. So like Jedi said, it's something that we need to become friends with. We need to gamify separating it off and observing ourselves with compassion. We need to um, know that it's something that we're going to be dealing with forever. It's never going to completely go away, but you're going to become a master at identifying what's happening in your body. And, and like we said, regulating your system through journaling exercise. Like we gave you so many cool things. Dance dance is like one of the ones I'm going to try next time I'm in a really stressful, um, even like a CPTSD flashback, like next time I'm going to try dancing. Oh, yeah? Because it does like take over you, okay? The feeling, the emotion of anger is so overwhelming. Oh, yeah. And and physically moving and just being silly. Like one website even said to just fake smile and fake laugh. Mm-hmm. Because it forces your biological systems to do. Yeah. No, they're like if you hold a... Uh, a fake smile for 30 seconds, you actually start really smiling. And being happy. And then it's like, all right. Yeah. It's no, there's a lot of those crazy things. It's just yep. Weird hacks. Yep. Like we are just, anim- we are these beautiful eternal consciousness souls inside of a physically limited body that's temporary. Okay. So we are just becoming masters at having compassion for ourselves and finding the magical superpower that emotion can be for us. We can actually use this to create magnificent art mm-hmm. and to improve our relationships and to help us figure out what our next best step is for having the best life ever. So I hope you found this episode useful. I'm so grateful for my co-captain here, Jedi Nick, for being honest with us as a man uh, about anger because I'm a man still in denial. Um, because it's still, it's just important. Like it, it really, I think it's sexy when a man can have these kind of conversations and just make light of it, but also like give serious feedback about what you've tried and what you're doing. Cause we're like pushing, we're getting into our what fourth decade soon. Like we know some shit. Not yet. Okay. okay. We got a few years. We got a few years, but we know some shit and 
talking to older people, you know, they didn't prioritize this as much. So I feel like our generation, the younger generations, we are going to be snatched at emotional regulation. And anger is not going to be as big of a problem. I don't think war is even going to be possible. This is my hope and my my prayer, you know, which learning in this book about prayer, it's like prayer is literally just a statement of like gratitude. You, We don't ask for shit in prayer. That's not how God or the universe even operates. Mm. So if we're out here believing that anger can be useful, it is. Congratulations. And thank you for listening <laughs> to another episode of your favorite podcast, Herbie House. We will be back in a couple of weeks post-tour with, I'm sure, a bunch of fresh shit to talk about. Yeah. Again, if you want to join us on our Patreon, it's Herbie.house. Um, we would love to see you in the Discord popping off about these topics and, and just let us know what you want to hear about next week. We love you all so much. See ya.